Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another fine RFC minicast. This week, I'm joined by Brian Kilby and Headmaster John, and the three of us, we talk about Transformers big and small, specifically the mythos of Transformers, and how do you take this big sprawling mythos that has come to be, and how do you clean it up, spruce it up, kind of trim the loose ends off, and really drill down to the essence of Transformers and, and what makes Transformers work, truly work. And uh, how do you kind of like follow the Star Wars model that Disney took um, in taking that franchise that was a little ragged, a little loose around the edges, tightening it up and rolling out something that everybody can recognize as uh, kind of the true essence of Star Wars? How do you do that for Transformers? So. Uh, before we get to that conversation, we discuss some breaking news that I think makes one of us very, very happy. Don, before we go small, which is where Brian wants to go, let's go big where Hasbro's going. And finally, um, the pinnacle of your existence wasn't, it turns out. Headmaster RC or RC in, in plastic form. It was this. Just, just Headmaster RC. You know, there's, I have other facets. Uh, you do. And here's about like 10 of them. So, <laughs> headline Hollywood, California, December 15th, 2015. Paramount and Hasbro are making an 80s toy cinematic universe. I quote Allspark Pictures, Hasbro's film studio will produce a film that is intended to create a massive, massive cross-property film universe where the characters from G.I. Joe will collide with the heroes and villains from four, four whole other brands, Micronauts, Visionaries, Mask, yes, that Mask, and Rom the Space Knight, which I have no idea what that is. Don. I do. I know you do. Um, have you come back to Earth from Cloud Nine? No, I never left Earth. I think I, I, well, I think I floated about three feet off the ground when I read this. But you know, I'm I'm remaining cautiously, optimistically terrified. So, which is you fair, know, you know, you know, because again, I don't know how this is going to go. But they've acknowledged two of my favorite properties have existed. Rom has a rich mythos that they may not have access to anymore because a lot of it came from the Marvel comics. So that may just be a complete reboot on that end. Micronauts was something that I never got into. I had a few as a kid, but it really wasn't something that I really had a lot of of time with. And I was a kid when they came out in the, uh, I think it was the early 80s. I was still in my early, like, 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, mask and visionaries are the two big things. But you know, as we as we said on the uh, the mini cast last week, mask is already set. If they if they want to use the prime universe, the foot's already in the door there. If they don't want to use the prime universe, they can take nope, some nobody's leads from that. Use the prime universe. It's gone, Don. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying you could copy the leads that are there and just put it into your new universe, Brian. No, but. I, I know I know Don has more bullets in that gun, but before he shoots them all, I'm sure I'm going to get your unfiltered opinion. So tell me, tell me what what do you think? It's a dumb idea. 
I don't see the point in this. I mean, you have, like... Uh, so imagine that we got the 2007 Transformers movie in 1995, mm-hmm. when Transformers was dead and there was nothing around. You had a small but passionate, ridiculously passionate Transformers fandom, and they got something that doesn't at all, at all uh, resemble the um, Transformers that they know and love. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to dis- it's going to make the Transformers uh, fan the the mask fans the Visionaries fans all three of them uh, feel disenfranchised and like I mean the first GI Joe movie was terrible the second one actually is a pretty decent GI Joe movie but combining them all into one universe it's kind of like the Forbes article said today before these studios try to create their avengers they should try to create their iron man first uh so they should try to create a good movie and a good concept and like a proof of concept before trying to uh create like this shared universe it's a bad idea it's it's gonna fail and um you heard it here first wow bad idea brian kilby on the record you know i was gonna say real quickly that um i was going to i guess kind of make the suggestion based on the Iron Man comparison that um, that yes, that would be one, yes, that's a safer progression. Two, if Hasbro pitched any one of those four other brands that aren't G.I. Joe as standalone movies, they would never get greenlit because there's not enough um, support. And three, that kind of validates your criticism, Brian, does it not? Like yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't convince Hollywood. Even if you're, you can't even probably convince your own internal movie production organization to do a standalone Visionaries movie. So you're trying to launch them all simultaneously under the decent banner of GI Joe. I mean, like make a GI Joe movie that hints at at some bigger universe. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be. Uh, a bigger universe. I mean, it could be like, you know, Iron Man hinted slightly at some of the other things that like, uh, then like subsequent movies, uh, you know, explicitly uh, called out or whatever, but it could be a, it could be a, it could be a GI Joe movie that, you know, um, it could be a reference to what is it? Mobile armored strike command or whatever it is. You got uh, it. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe some stupid hologram creature running around. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sorry, Don. <laughs> Don, uh, is, Don is dying a little inside. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, do that. Then introduce, like, this shared universe. Uh, or introduce, or I don't know, just introduce the characters. Kind of like, um, I mean, it's a, it's going to reboot everything, right? So, uh, uh, there's, there isn't that, well, I mean, it's going to. We're not going to follow, yeah. like, a cartoon canon. No. So in the course of in the course of the GI Joe movie, since GI Joe is an established brand for better or for worse, um, you know, have uh, create mask. You know, maybe fire like uh, think of like uh, GI Joe the movie uh, with Falcon. He gets basically booted out of GI Joe and goes to us. Uh, you know, slaughters and marauders. Maybe somebody gets booted out of GI Joe. I don't know. Like uh, what Matt Stryker. Or that, that's a wrestler, um, Matt. What is, is Matt, it, Matt Stryker? Matt Tracker's in Matt GI Tracker. Joe now. <laughs> yes, uh, he, but he's also he's also the basically the field mask is a part of GI Joe 
based on that bio from the G.I. Joe figure. Yeah, ex- exactly. Ago. Yeah, exactly. Matt Tracker, not Matt Stryker. Matt Tracker's in G.I. Joe. He gets booted out for whatever reason, so he starts Mask. Well, you know, there's there's a million ways you could do it. Uh, but I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. It's just okay, here it is. Just Hasbro, hire me to write Mask and Visionaries. I know other people like Linkara can do ROM. He knows ROM backwards and forwards. Micronauts, get whoever you want. Just have me do Mask and Visionaries, and we'll be good. You're such a generous man, like giving half, half of the jobs away. Where's Inhumanoids? Well, you know, I, I thought about that, and I, that's kind of odd that with Monsters and like Pacific Rim having been so popular, yes. Inhumanoids would kind of would feed off of that kaiju uh, the, the, the kaiju are always are always loved, even if there's not a movie going on. But there's always this undercurrent of just loving, you know, these these kind of monsters. And it's just kind of interesting that there's not an Inhumanoids kind of because that would bloom in GI Joe if you had a special GI Joe team going to the center of the Earth to stop Magnar and Tendril and decompose oh and all and, them. And, and for goodness sakes, I mean, what about My Little Pony? Or Lincoln Logs. They could fit, well, they could well, fit Lincoln Logs uh, into this, or Laser Tag. Or okay, Monopoly. My, well, or my Play-Doh, little pony's, yeah. My, my Little Pony's already getting a movie in 2017. Maybe oh, that's okay. the launching point. Maybe, it all begins here. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe they look up to the stars and see see something that, you know, resembles a visionary. Uh, okay. Bam. Done. And then the whole world opens up. And then Mr. Moneybags or whoever does not pass go. It's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, and by the way, what happened to Battleship? Oh, it's good sunk. point. <laughs> that or Creo. That... Creo. Oh, Fake yeah. Creo in, yeah. Sure. No, no Battleship sunk Creo, too. All that's right. That's true. Okay. So on that, that note, that's an ender if I've ever heard one. Um, why we're gathered here today, gentlemen, is a fine email that Brian Kilby uh, sent my way. And uh, and then I asked uh, Don if he would uh, join us for a mini cast on it. So, so Brian, this is actually like the antithesis of what we just talked about. Do this you, is the exact opposite. Do yes. you want to uh, set us up, sir? Yeah, I mean, pretty simple. Uh, so, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven debuts this week, um, and. Uh, Disney, after buying Lucasfilm, went in and said uh, all these things that were sort of canonical uh, or implied to be canonical. I'm pretty sure they were explicitly stated. A lot of expanded universe stuff. Yeah, no, that never happened. That's not canonical. And they've pretty much doubled down on the original, the original trilogy, uh, and acknowledging acknowledging the uh, prequels, but doubling down on the original trilogy and made um, uh, a Star Wars like. Perfect isn't necessarily the uh, the best word for it, but like um, identified like the ideal, the iconic uh, Star Wars mythos uh, as a framework to work from. And Hasbro tried to do this. Um, you know, uh, Rick Alvarez was talking about this at TFCon, uh, how they brought uh, folks like our friend Ben in and all of these people at Hasbro to try to figure out what the iconic Transformers mythos is, and they created the aligned continuity, but the aligned continuity never got traction one and featured all this new stuff that, you know, nobody was familiar with, two, and it kind of 
festered out. It really never really worked. So uh, I, I proposed to you, like, let's get together and try to figure out what the, you know, perfect or ideal Transformers mythos is. And in my mind, it's less about trying to create something from scratch and more about taking what we already have and editing it. Hmm. Interesting. Because um, I know you threw out some, just like, you know, like discussion starters, like, is it Unicron Trilogy? Is it a comic? Is it a cartoon? If it's cartoon, what <laughs> what what part of the cartoon? Yeah, um, it, yeah exactly. It, there's a lot of places to, like, start, which I guess is part of the problem. I will say this. I'll throw this out, and then, uh, Don, I'll actually throw it out to you to see what your initial thoughts are. But um, so when I saw your email, I started to think about it. And the direction I took was... Um, Basically, like, if I was going to distill Transformers down to some pure, like, essence to, to start over, to use as a reboot, I went so far um, down kind of like a, a, I guess, a philosophical path, kind of just thinking about what worked and what where the magic was. And without even realizing it, I went down the exact same road that Michael Bay went down. And I didn't even realize it until I kind of, like, backed up and looked at where I was going mentally and where I ended up was, um, and again, I think it's too, I think it's too, I think it's too general, but I, I also now completely understand like why they did it with the movie universe. And what I, what I boiled it down to was, uh, Spike and Bumblebee, which is effectively a boy in his car. It's a boy in his robot friend from outer space, but a boy in his car was the, the simple like one line pitch or anchor that Michael Bay took to creating the Transformers movie universe. So it was, it was Spike and Bumblebee. So like that's, that's where I went and it was really weird and kind of surprising to see like, Oh, my mind went there too. So, so I, again, I can kind of see where they, they drilled down to effectively one relationship in G1 and you saw where they went. Um, I obviously wouldn't go where they went, but the starting points ended up kind of being the same. So, so Don, what is uh, for you when when this uh, when Brian kind of talks about like the challenge of purifying or finding the essence of Transformers? Like, where does your mind go? Well, the one thing about not kind of the line continuity because that added a lot of stuff that might have worked with more refinement. But the big sticking point for me is Quintessons. You, they're they're just introduced in five faces of darkness, and they're uh, they're they're a they're the shadowy players in all of season three, but after that, there's not much official with them, so you don't know where they fall in the overall continuity. I like you know there's Unicron and Primus, they battle, they wind up being trapped inside their own individual spheres that becomes Unicron's robot mode and, and Cybertron. I like that. That, that. That's a great Greek, you know, gods fighting mythos and things like that. And that over time, you know, the Transformers, uh, Primus created the Transformers to fight Unicron at, at some point. Uh, but then you had the war, and then you kind of go like the G1 television route, which leaves a lot more mystery on the the thing. The problem is when you introduce the Quintessons, you can't take them back out because their help their help Optimus Prime comes back. So without Quintessons, you don't have Prime coming back and you got a problem. 
let me let me sort of challenge you with what I'm thinking. So what I, I try to figure out, I try to look at, um, to me, what is the general public's understanding of Transformers, but not not necessarily in a bad way. Uh, so I guess for my model, I sort of I took Star Trek, and like my favorite Star Trek series is DS Nine. But if you ask, if you ask anybody on the street tell me a character from star trek they're probably going to say kirk spock or picard so really like for star trek like the iconic uh, mythos mostly the original series but also very strongly tng so for me personally if i were going to distill transformers down to what transformers really is and this there is some bias here but for me it's it's the animated series, uh, seasons one, two, and three mm-hmm. from 1984, uh, Transformers the movie, and Beast Wars, and nothing else. It all goes away. I love animated. It's my favorite. Probably it's my second, probably second favorite Transformers series. Mm-hmm. I love all the Japanese stuff. I love the co- I love the new comics, the IDW stuff. But if we were going to start back back from scratch and create a new Transformers TV series. Or a Transformers movie that doesn't follow the Bay continuity, it would probably exist in that season one, two, three, uh, Beast Wars universe, and ignore everything else. Uh, it's a heavy hand. It's it's a lot of editing, but if I, I really think to get Transformers back to, I don't know, something that's manageable. Um, and something that's recognizable, you really, to me, kind of have to stay in that space. So I've got I've got one observation about that, and I was thinking about that when both of you guys were talking, actually, and then a question about a series in particular that I think attempted to do what we're talking about, but didn't quite click or didn't quite like catch the catch the eye of the masses. So one, so going back to the original cartoon, uh, seasons one, two, and three. Three doesn't really follow this mold, but seasons one and two definitely do, and Beast Wars definitely does. All those stories took place on Earth. And once you go into space, like the Quintessons are kind of part of that, and Unicron and Primus to a lesser degree, once you go out into space, like the story expands, like it has to expand. And it expands so quickly that it becomes almost unmanageable in my my view. Um, And it becomes less relatable and again just too big so the stories that really work for me for transformers have almost always been pretty much earth-based and then and it may not even be just because it's on earth it may be because those stories tend to be a little bit smaller the the character roster a little bit more controlled um kind of along with you brian like in my head like what is transformers optimus prime bumblebee witwickies Megatron yeah. and Starscream, not a whole lot like past that. Uh, the thing is, I, I I totally agree with all of that. But if the Transformers have to have an origin, I think the Quintesson origin is probably more relatable than the Primus the two origin. Gods. Yeah, because it's kind of silly, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I I mean, it's not hard science fiction Transformers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's not and trying to. 
I don't know. The, the whole the whole God concept is just a little melodramatic for me. I mean, well, just having like these like crazy evil overseers with five faces mm-hmm. uh, that created the Transformers because they were uh, like uh, industrial equipment I, I, or military equipment. I like that. It makes sense. It's easy to digest, and it yes. it's not that far. It's in a world in a universe with transforming robots that are the size of uh, mountains. I mean, it's not that far fetched. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've got to kind of go on the opposite standpoint on that one, Brian, just because it's you want to start with the Transformers is basically it's it's basically an epic. Uh, you have good versus evil in its its basic forms, and you need something fantastic like Primus and Unicron starting starting off the thing because. What you were saying, uh, John, is that you're one, two, and three, you said was set on Earth. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was grounded. No, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. the stories were more grounded, and they weren't quite out there. Uh, smaller casts, a little, little bit better focus, things like that. But I think if you had something fantastic that starts this whole mythos off, if you have Primus, if you if you have these two ancient and with. The Marvel Universe, as it is now, showing us that we've had gods and entities in the universe that are bigger than our definitions. Then it gives you a sense of awe and, you know, just epicness. And so, you know, you start off with this grand—I mean, and the Quintessons just bring it down to this, this boring— mundane day in and day out existence I mean there's going to be a lot of gaps between the, between when Unicron and Primus became their planets and the Transformers as we know them now but that's part of the fantastic tale is what happened you know you know how, you know how they were created but your imagination can fill in the blanks how it wants to instead of saying oh we got a bunch of corporate drones making robots on a planet it's just it's boring I, I i i don't know i mean like real life you know uh god i don't how far i go here like we evolved you know event, you know at some point billions of years ago we were chemicals and here we are today with society culture love uh philosophy uh i mean it mirrors it mirrors the real universe so um i don't know i i honest to god prefer uh i i really i really prefer uh, the 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 Quintesson origin, but I was I was I was going to call BS on. I was going to say the average fan and moviegoer is going to say that you made up all the the Unicron stuff and all the Primus stuff because that was never part of popular Transformers canon, and it really wasn't. But there is something called the internet where people can look stuff up, and I've heard people outside of the fandom mention Unicron. I think I've heard once out in public somebody say Primus when they were talking about Transformers. But I really think in in my mind the thing that's that is in the is in the ethos when it comes to people's understanding of Transformers. I don't know. I think I think 95% of people probably know the Quintesson origin. 5% of people probably know the the fantastic as as you put it, the the God's origin. And I think to make it marketable and to make it something people understand 
um, if we're trying to condense it down to what it is to distill it uh, to me, I mean, I would start off with that. But I, 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 I don't disagree with you that the fantastic is probably more in line with like the Marvel approach to things. Yeah, but I mean, it just yeah. uh, well, to me, it's basically you you want something strong. If we're creating a whole new, say, you know, if we're starting from scratch, we're saying this is. This is the this is the story of the Transformers. I didn't say starting from scratch. Well, I'm, say, well, I'm, well, say, I'm well, saying edit, I'm saying taking what's there and editing it right. to to uh, well, like okay. starting from scratch is a bad idea because that's what right, yeah. they effectively did with the aligned continuity. I'm saying right. basically ignore crap that that doesn't fit or is just yeah. generally bad well, and take the good well, stuff and run with that. Uh, I misspoke. I'm sorry about that. Now it's just start off with something epic, fantastic. Something that's like, you know, because no, we as the audience will know where they came from, but in 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 continuity in character, all that is legend and and half whispers, and it's just it gives the audience we know something that they don't know, and it sort of gives us a, a, an insider's view of where they came from. Just start off with something that'll grab us by the whatever and say. Look at this. So, so Look after at this but, and wonder. But let's not, we're getting caught up on like the origin. I mean, sorry, that, sorry. that's such a small part of this. Like, right. what is the rest of the of the universe? What does the rest look to you? To me, I just want to point out like the one thing I would change, like I said, I would take I would take basically G1 Beast Wars, start from there. You could have you could have still have stories of Optimus Prime and Bumblebee in the post Beast Wars universe. And I'm saying Beast Wars because it's kind of in popular culture, but too it, I, I prefer it. But if we are going to go back and start off new stories with Optimus Prime, like in in Prime, he's treated kind of like Obi Wan Kenobi, and in the movies, he's treated kind of, kind of like Dexter Morgan. Uh, so, like, I would ignore both of those, and it needs to go back to the way he originally was, which was John Wayne. You know, I forgot who it was, but who said maybe it was Rob or maybe it was Chris who said that he doesn't use contractions. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, his characterization, the way that uh, Peter Cullen, uh, the way he's written, the way the way that Peter Cullen portrays him, is so 180 degrees out of phase from the way that he was back in the back in the 80s. Uh, he needs to be fun again, and that's really my Optimus Prime. It's somebody who laughs. <laughs> it's somebody who has fun. It's somebody who is there as a uh, like a patriarch. Uh, to the Autobots, not and, and a friend, not just, not just this wise old sage who happens to also be a badass. Yeah, he needs to be actually more human, if anything. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Um, I know, and that was actually the show I was going to bring up earlier. Is that like I think Transformers Prime was going for some kind of distilled, purified version of all these things that were hanging out there at the time, but it didn't quite click. I mean, his, his lack of fun is being wooden. One of the things that may have yes. been in its own way. Yeah, absolutely. So, Don, what are you thinking as far as like the rest of of the universe? What what do we what do we keep? What do we dump? Well, you're going to say think... Beast Machines. Dump that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am going to say I really don't think Beast Machines did anyone any favors uh, as far as. Because it, it's kind of like, okay, we have the techno-organic Cybertron. Everything we knew is not accurate. Basically, you're resetting the... You're, you're up you're up to this new point, and then you're going off in a whole different direction. It, I just... 
I would dump Beast Machines because it just definitely it doesn't fit with the rest of the history, and it, and it takes you in a direction that's really. I don't think it needs to go. As a um, fan of Beast Machines, I agree. Hmm. There you go. Uh, you know, one of the things, one of like the bigger like um, pitfalls, I think that we've gotten a little bit here, and it's actually. I think a lot of different uh, forms of entertainment have fallen into this trap is ambiguity. So, so when you talk like the storylines like um, sparks and gods and even things like I've explained to, I've mentioned to coworkers that, Oh yeah, you know, there's a, there's a really popular transformers comic right now and, and transform transformers, transformers fans really like it. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, it's out there, it's, it's different, it, you know, Megatron's an Autobot, what that throws them for a loop. And, and, you know, the explanation is like, well, you know, I mean, the story kind of like, you know, it, it works in the story. You could have to read a lot of story that leads up to it, but you know, it, it happens for a reason that doesn't fly with the casual viewer or the casual True. listener or the fan that's just kind of on the sidelines. The, the shades of gray, ambiguity, breaking um, archetypes, that's not good for Transformers. And so <clears throat> one of the things that works for me with, the, with Beast Wars, with the first few seasons, basically the first couple seasons of the G1 cartoon, is, um, is the ideas behind the Autobot shield and the Decepticon shield. And it's very black hat white hat it's very good guy bad guy it's like you were saying brian it's john wayne versus some cackling mustache twirling villain exactly that works and as you expand the stories as we get bigger in the stories and things get fuzzy that's when it breaks down so like that's what i would like i would like a return to to that to very black hat white hat that that's what does it for me and 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 really when you look at it i mean that's what the autobot shield i find it funny that hasbro calls it a shield internally but uh the autobot shield and the decepticon shield those are very like pure ideas to the casual fan it's very much these are the good guys these are the bad guys and when you dive into the fiction now it's not that like it's very messy and so that I think that definitely needs to be cleaned up because that's one of the things Transformers originally did really well that it drew a line and there were sides and you picked them and it was just very easy to follow. I totally agree. I I think maybe the movies take it a little too far. Mm-hmm. Well, no, actually, no. The, the, no, the, the movies, yeah, the, the movies, movies are, are weird. The movies are weird because you have the Decepticons are truly evil and the Autobots are just kind of evil. Yes. Yeah. So, it's hard to know who to root for. Yeah. And that's a problem. I mean, I mean, it's yes, that that is a huge deal with the movies is that it's basically just two and a half hours of violence. And it doesn't matter like what side you're on. It's like they're all kind of the same creature. It's kind of like they came they found their way to Earth just to wreck each other and wreck everything in their way. So they're kind of like just two armies of wrecking balls. And one of them doesn't seem particularly more heroic than the other they're just some aliens that are here causing mayhem and that's no fun that's not that's not what transformers is about it really is heroes and villains and we've kind of gotten away from that and the the examples that you guys are bringing up have very clear heroes and villains 
Because yeah. movie optimist to me is not a hero. He's he's doing heroic things because it's still in his nature. But this is an optimist that is so battle worn. I mean, this is like G one optimist another four million years down the road or so, where he's just completely just he's got nothing left to hold on to, but he's still doing the heroic things. Because that's his nature, but that's not that's not the optimist that I want. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not. It's just not. No, don't apologize. It, yeah, it it's just it's, truth, it's not. It's not. It's it's an optimist. If we had seen this progression, because I think in in my in my personal head canon, optimist might have been getting to that way up to the movie, and then he died. But he was brought back, and he was given a second chance. So he knows how precious life is. And all that, so I don't think he would have fallen into that kind of malaise that movie optimist has. Movie optimist is the optimist prime that never died at all about city, and he's been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And I just that's just not the optimist I want. So Brian, I have a question for you. Going back to kind of the Star Trek example. Yeah. If if Transformers like goes back to its roots, simplifies, cleans its up, cleans its act up, so to speak, does it have to? Does it necessitate that we go back to the core cast that everybody everybody knows? Um, is it Kirk and Spock? Like, is that just kind of part of the deal? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I would say I would say this: uh, Star Trek care. Uh, start. Pardon me. Transformers. They don't die for the most part unless they're killed. So, uh, like with Star Star Trek, they had the abysmal uh, reboot. Um, that's more of a Star Wars movie with Star Trek with characters who have the same name as Star Trek characters. Uh, I'm sorry, I just hate them. Um, the second one's terrible. Don't see it. Uh, but did I say that? I really did. It, it's really terrible. I don't disagree. Uh, but so with Transformers, sure, you could have. Optimus Prime running around with Bumblebee, but there's no reason that you couldn't also have Optimus Primal or Beast Wars Megatron, you know, interact with them because they're still running around too. And yeah, you could introduce new characters. I want, I wanted to, like, with Star Trek, I people think about uh, the 24th century and they want a new TV series in the 24th century, uh, in the same timeline, the same time period as all of the recent uh, TV series. Uh, but it doesn't have to have the same characters as long as you can reference things that are uh, familiar and current. Uh, it's kind of like keeping up. It's kind of like keeping up with an old friend. Uh, it's good to know that they're you know still around, but you don't necessarily have to hang out with them. You see them once in a while. Uh, like if you had something that took place in this familiar universe, it you know, like when you're when like in the in this in like in a reboot. Uh, when something familiar comes up, it's 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 familiar, but it's not the same, and it comes across as to it come to me it comes across as diluted. Uh, where if it was, this is the exact same universe that we referenced. You know, we've referenced for the last twenty or thirty years. If something came up, it it's kind of like revisiting an old friend instead of seeing somebody who looks like my cousin and I mistake for my cousin, I might say, Hey Terry, how are you doing? 
and I don't actually have a cousin, Terry, uh, but saying like, hey, Terry, how are you doing? And it turns out it's somebody who just, you know, you just at a glance look like them and you're now embarrassed because you confuse the stranger for somebody that you know intimately. Okay. So, so Brian, I mean, just for clarification, you mean like basically Voyager, but not boring. Voyager, you know, but not boring, it, or or DS Nine, or just I mean anything like that. You know, so it's I mean you could have like the new TV series coming out. You could have a whole new ship, a whole new crew, but it's still in the same universe. So that way, it, you like you were saying, you have, you know, you, you'll get communiques from Admiral the Forge or yeah, whatever but the if, case might be. But if somebody mentions Admiral Janeway, she doesn't have to show up. But you know it's the Janeway that you already know instead right. of somebody who happens to have the same name, DNA, and some of the same history but isn't the same person because it's completely new and fabulated. Right. I mean, like, you could even have something kind of like Enterprise, and I liked Enterprise. It took place in the same universe, but it all took place before. But it all still, in theory, should neatly tie together and satisfy, you know, that familiar um, – that need for familiarity – that you know, some fans like me tend to have. Um, I, I just like the idea of like a cohesive general universe where everything happens. Uh, and the Transformers, as it is, you can't get there without making some hard cuts. And I, I think I would make, like I said, the hardest cut and basically cut cut out everything after Beast Wars and everything that wasn't in like you know TV canon. Uh, like the comics as much as I love G2 and as much as I love you know a lot of the the American uh, and the UK G1 comic stuff I get rid of it and just condense down to G1 seasons 1, 2, and 3 and Beast Wars and be done with it and the movie so to to close the discussion I do have one uh, question for the group and Don I'll start with you there is a movie verse that's kind of a train um, that can't be stopped. Too much momentum. We're barreling into movies, what, five through eight, five through nine, something like that. Um, there's the cartoon franchise or world medium that is, uh, frankly, kind of runs hot and cold, right? And there's the comic franchise, which has a very strong uh, fan following right now. You know, it's very lauded, but it is. It's not really like crossing over into mainstream. It's it's a it's a comic book. Uh, it, it, well, maybe. I guess it is. It is into the toy line, but you know, I, I don't know like how much that's. Uh, I think, I think sales, it's, but I think it, it's it's more mainstream now than it has been. It's more mainstream now. It's gone from zero to something, and you know, again, like I, I don't know like how much the IDW. No offense to IDW, but as a marketer, like I don't know how, I don't know what the IDW logo does for sales on a deluxe toy, on a peg, in Target. So, that said, if you're going to do a reboot like this, uh, it's very difficult. <clears throat> but does Transformers need to, say if it's going to be the cartoon universe, say you pick you pick the cartoon franchise, and say the, the cartoon uh, on TV, whatever that's going to be, is going to be our starting point for starting over. And that is going to be the channel, the, the lane that we pick to do the cleansing and kind of start over and do it right. If you're going to do that, does Transformers need to take a break? What do you think, Don? Can they change it on the fly or do they need to take like a year off from television, 
scrub it, and come back. Have people miss it, not have it for an extended amount of time, and then come back. Well, the only downside I can think of is that you've got to stay in the public consciousness. Otherwise, nowadays, with the amount of content being produced across the board, something will replace it. Maybe not completely, but there is a good chance that, oh, I'm missing Transformers. Oh, look, this is kind of interesting. And along the same lines, I'm going to watch this. So they'll watch this new show, which has shades of the things that they liked in Transformers. And yet, but they won't wind up missing it. It's like loving, it's like watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and loving Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'm not going to miss Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not going to pine for it because I'm getting Agent Carter, which is going to be a wonderful filler more uh, filler series between that and the when it comes back. So it's kind of the same thing. I'll have something I can watch in the same vein where I won't miss the show that much. So a break would be helpful, but I don't, I don't think, I think it could really backfire if not done right. I think they just need to, if, if they're going to do a reboot, and I, I'm, I hate saying this, but if the, if there, if the opening episode of the new show did what the first new Star Trek did, which I know Brian's not going to like, but I'm just saying, if we see why the, if, 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 if something happens that shows this reboot and we're not just introduced to a new continuity but we see something has changed we see why this change has happened and why these new people are in the are in this new structure like again it's something like the audience has power that we know something the characters don't and we are invested in these characters watching them find out what's happened Hmm. so I, i think if the new show showed why the reboot happened and make and saying, listen, this is happening for a reason. You know, this is part of the story. It's not just saying we can't think of, we can't think of anything. So here's a bunch of new people. No, make it, make it have weight, make it have meaning. Something like something in the first five minutes, first 10 minutes, you see the reboot happening and you see why it happens. So when you see these new characters, you understand they don't know what's happened. They don't know the reboot has happened. They don't know they're in this new universe. We do. And we want to see them figure this out. For 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 me, um, I'll say this. Like when when you when you have something like Batman, you had the very successful Nolan movies, and now you have this new thing that's happening that is more in line with what I I guess general bat or nerd Batman fans want. Um uh, it's 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 a reboot, and you're you're basically you're basically as a fan, it, they have nothing to do with each other. There should there's no, oh well, there's no hard reboot. There's no explanation. It's like, well, this was a Batman story, and now this is a Batman story. I mean, that does come across weird. But for me, like I don't, I I'm not saying that we reboot anything. It's just you ignore stuff. So it's not like. It's not like the Prime Universe or the Robots in Disguise universe uh, gets changed into whatever. It's like you ignore that, and then the next episode, the first episode of the first movie, basically takes place a day after the last episode of Beast Wars, or a thousand years after the last episode of Beast Wars, and it just starts like it just starts like none of this other stuff ever happened because realistically it didn't because there's no connection between any of this crap for the most part. I mean, Unicron stuff carried across 
Prime supposedly carries across to Robots in Disguise. But I'm just saying, start like none of the other stuff ever happened because it really didn't. Gotcha. Just go, basically. Just go. Yeah. Just go. Just go. I uh, I hope that uh, that Hasbro is listening. I know they are. In my heart, they're listening to us. But um, guys, if you uh, you find listeners out there enjoyed this conversation, by all means, tweet us um, your thoughts on this episode because I think this was a particularly magical discussion. So, Brian, <laughs> Don, I appreciate you guys chiming in. No problem. Uh, thanks for indulging me on my terrible idea. Absolutely. No, it was an awesome idea. It led to a really cool conversation. Guys, before I go, I'm going to beg. I'm on my hands and knees begging you guys, you fine listeners, again, you beautiful people out there on the internet, to go to tfradio.net and click the Amazon link. Or just go to tfradio.net slash Amazon. And when you do your Amazon shopping, um, we get some nickels and dimes when you check out. And we use, we use that um, spare change to keep the lights on, to keep the podcast going keep them flowing, keep them free on a weekly basis. We love doing them, and we love that you guys listen uh, to us every week, so we appreciate it. And to support us, again, all you have to do is go to tfradio.net slash Amazon or tfradio.net and click the Amazon link, whatever you want, however you prefer. But when you do that, you support us, and we appreciate it. So for Brian and Don, this is John, and we will see you on the next RFC Minicast. Music provided by bensound.com.